It's time for the Man Up Podcast. A spiritual oasis for men. Hey, we're not pastors, just regular guys. Alrighty. So get ready for a spiritual, motivational, and fun experience as we explore issues unique to the spiritual leader in all men. Oh, yeah. Get ready to man up. And hey, welcome everybody. This is the Man Up Podcast. Uh, Podcast of what, number 53? I guess that means that we're in year number two. Thank you so much. Uh, we're, we're glad you're here. And where is here? Here is Sugarland Baptist Church uh, in Sugarland, Texas, which is right outside of Houston. Uh, so if you've got a globe, spin it around, put your finger down in Texas. Southeast corner, largest city in the state, is Houston. We're on the southwest side of that. We're so glad you're here. What we have, this is Man Up. Uh, this is a spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors. We're just regular guys. And what we do is we go over a lesson or a book and kind of look, a spiritual look at it from regular guys that just want to better our lives. And we have a panel discussion. And what we're doing is we're going through the six battles every man must win. It was, it was recommended to us by our moderator today. And uh, he's our class deacon, and uh, he's Kyle Trahan, and he's here. So at this point in time, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to introduce uh, the panel that we have. Uh, <clears throat> he's a professional policy writer and, uh, and a gambler, so he's a little bit of a risk taker. Our class intellectual, he's Mr. Steve Titchen, he's here. Uh, of course, we have, uh, he's an insurance guy, he's the class deacon, he's going to be the moderator for this, uh, and has been for this whole book. And so that's really taken a <clears throat> big load off of me. Pretty appreciative of that. Uh, that's Kyle Trahan. <clears throat> and also, he can't do anything uh, in the U.S. or pretty much in society anymore without having an attorney. <laughs> and we got one. He's a great one. He's a pot prosecutor, so he'll defend you, but he'll also throw the book at you. So <clears throat> coming and going. Uh, we call him the judge. It's Michael Cropper. And my name is Bill Cox. I'm the director of an adult Bible fellowship. And we call it Man Up. It's just men. <clears throat> it's where you get to come in because you're a leader. If you're a man, you are a leader of your circle of influence. <clears throat> you get for one hour, you get to be a man and share, have shared experience with other, with other men. And you get to know us. And, and it's been going on for uh, uh, a year. This is our 53rd. And uh, <clears throat> so we're kicking off the second year. We are on Facebook. We are on SoundCloud. We are also on iTunes. And I go ahead and I want to uh, turn it over to the to the panel. Um, and we're going to be discussing. This is the last battle, and it's battle six: fight for a strong faith. And uh, go first to uh, the judge. All right. Uh, good to be here, Bill. Guys, uh, always good to be with you, and good to have a chance to talk and share insights about the Word of God and how it, in this particular case, relates to the, uh, to the book of Bill Perkins, uh, Six Battles Every Man Must Win. And, of course, Bill has already told you, and we've said in the last couple of weeks, that the last battle is fight for a strong faith, and that's for us. We're talking about ourselves now. We have fought for our family. We've fought for our wives. Uh, 
and a couple other topics, but right now this whole chapter is going to be on how we fight for ourselves to grow in Christ. Right. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Yeah. Steve Titch. Um, I just like the fact that he um, brings this to a bit of a conclusion, talking about one of my favorite authors and favorite books, Celebration of Discipline by Richard Foster. Yeah. Really? <clears throat> I, you know, I, you know, the thing about it is, is um, and before I t turn it over to our moderator, uh, the thing about fighting, I guess, I guess that's kind of the literary term that he's using for, but in, 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 in many ways, it's fight your own passivity about acquiring Big faith deal, and, yeah. and recognizing that, yes, I need faith, I want to grow it, you need to have some discipline and to work on it. So in a way, I mean, it's not necessarily <clears throat> fighting other people. I mean, sometimes it's fighting yourself. So, and with that, our class deacon, and <laughs> who, who recommended the book, I'm going to turn it over, it's Kyle Trahan. Hey, thanks, Bill. Um, you know, it's been a, a really a fun little ride here uh, with the book. I've, I read it through. I'm not a big reader. Uh, I think I said that in the beginning of this uh, whole thing. Then for me to say I've read it six or seven, eight times now because I've reread it as I'm preparing for lessons and everything is saying something about a book. Um, you know, was, when I first read it through my first time, I remember thinking that it was a strange way to end the book. And I was thinking, you know, strong faith, wouldn't that be the first one? But, you know, I guess it, as I read through it more and more, it resonated with me to remind you to fight all those other ones. And then at the end of it, don't forget this one. And it was the most important. And that's why I left it for last. And it took me reading through it a time or two to put that dot. Not that it makes a whole lot of anything, you know, but uh, it was just something that perplexed me uh, for the first time or two. You know, but fighting for a strong faith, you know, uh, I so agree with you that it's a lot of this is fighting the passivity that we can find ourselves in, in all areas of our lives. And it takes discipline to get in shape to you know to do this sort of thing whether that's in your faith or your physical or whatever you know uh, recently I've been starting to get back into the gym you know I've got some workout equipment in the house and you know that alarm will go off and boy it's easy to just lay there and say ah, another 15 minutes because you know the workout can wait you know so it, it just takes that discipline to remind yourself to, to get up each time and do it whatever that is you know uh, whether it's reading your Bible or just praying you know uh, all of those things take practice you know Lord knows when you catch somebody on the spot that is not a normal prayer and say hey Steve why don't you pray us in today into class and that person goes uh you know somebody tells me that I'm Johnny on the spot you know because I've got practice and I'm used to saying prayers in front of people or for, you know, events or dinner or whatever. I'm, I'm so used to it. So now you're going to be the go-to guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope not because we like, you know, scaring people every now and then. All right. Throw yeah. them in. And, you know, but for me, it, it comes down for this chapter anyway, is where does God reside in your life? You know, is he the first thing you think of when you wake up in the morning? You know, is, is it a prayer to give you strength, to get you through the day, to give you wisdom, to keep you 
clean and free from sin, or was it last night's what Rockets game last night or something? I don't even know who played. If anybody played last night, but you know, it was it the big game? You know, is you thinking of that shot that somebody made? Ooh, man! You know, and that's not what it's supposed to be. You know, even uh, most pass, uh, notable passing recently was Billy Graham. Died at the age of 99, I believe it was. Um, I always thought of him as a pretty faithful and godly type of guy. You know, that he said in an interview very late in life that he would still wake up every morning and pray for strength to keep him from sin. I thought, wow. You know, a guy that's considered America's pastor and, you know, is consulted and with so many world leaders, yeah. you know, and been around the world in such a strong ministry, and even him would wake up every day and say that. And to me, that says we always have to stay very vigilant and diligent about staying away from sin and uh, having those disciplines to build a strong faith. You know, we are going to look at those disciplines, aren't we? Yes, we Kyle, are. Is that right? Yes, we are. Yes, uh, he, he <laughs> did. The, the author uh, recommends to us. He yeah. he does have some uh, what he called uh, faith builders, right? Uh, built in, and uh, you know that first one was relying on God's power in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and my thought there was that you are, or at least can be, the man that God intends and knows you to be. God knows us better than we know ourselves. And he knows what our future holds. You know, and you can definitely be that guy. You know, you know I think too many people uh, train for the home run. You know, they're not satisfied with having a good at bat or getting a single or not willing to put in the work necessary to become consistent whether it's in I mean and, and absolutely we're tying it into faith but I think it's a trait that we fall into that I don't necessarily remember uh, previous generations like my dad having mm-hmm. it's because he didn't have a, a whole plethora of opportunity he had one or two options and he picked it and he had to go for it. I think so many times, as men, we just get distracted. Well, Bill, you brought out an excellent point. I think a lot of us have said that our young people many times come out of college and they're looking for the perfect job. They don't understand that you have to work up to it. The same is with faith in Christ and our life, right? When you become a new Christian, well, I became a new Christian, I became a new Christian in Christ, but I didn't know where to begin other than maybe start reading the Bible. And so uh, it it really does play into our world as we exist today, even now. Uh, The older we get, the the stronger we should be in Christ if we practice these things that that, uh, Colin's going to tell us about. Well, the thing about it with me, and it's uh, to me, I guess maybe it's a little bit simplistic. I was just a farm kid. The only influence I had was the immediate people around me. My grandparents, I had sisters, really didn't even have any neighbors close. The outside contact I had were people at church, okay? I didn't necessarily choose 
their influence. It just so happened they they readily accepted me and that got me interested and got me working on it. I think the difference is though we have so many influences bombarding right. us that we don't have and that's maybe one of the things a battle a battle for your faith is the battle of the distractions. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. adults too. That's not just children, young people especially with their cell phones. Uh, uh, but everything we have today distracts us. On, on top of all that, and, and I'd love I'd, I'd, I'd love the chance to someday meet Bill Perkins and talk to him about it because I think I think even this book is about I guess about ten years old and it was only only beginning to touch the surface there. But here on page one twenty two, he says God says our significance isn't based on our income or influence; it's based on who we are in Jesus and this whole idea of of your identity and and who God wants you to be. Not, you know, not only are they the distractions we're talking about and the influences in this, this right now in, in 2018, the, the, the concept of the male role is in unbelievable flux. Is an unprecedented flux. I would Absolutely. say Jeopardy. Um, <laughs> I, no, I want to, but it's changing. It's changing. But yes, but no, here, but let me point to what you're saying. Um, and, and even even within churches, they're coming to that term because, because the churches are, are, are heavily brought up around the family unit. Right. And especially and especially down here in Baptist churches, the, the, the male as the head of the family. Right. Which now I'm not I'm not equating this necessarily with 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 leadership, but we're deal, we're dealing with the reality of now that that women are that in some cases it's the it's the woman it's the it's the female spouse who will support the family, and maybe for a time maybe they'll yes. they'll go back and forth that's that happens in my household it yeah. goes back and forth, um, so that that traditional. Right. idea that, that many, many Christian men grew up with is fragmenting. The important thing is, is basically to keep the eye on the ball here as that, you know, your, your identity, your, your manhood is still based in Jesus. It's based in, it's, it's based in your faith. Um, and that's, that's going to come, that's, that's an additional pressure that comes down on you because you may be afraid in a in an ABF to talk about that you're you're you've been laid off or you're not you're not the the family breadwinner where your 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 identity for all your life for your you know from the way you've been brought up your your identity might be built around that and now and now it's not and you may still be a very important marriage partner you still might be a very important contributor but uh, your the the whole definition. You're you're being forced to reevaluate your role. Uh, so the important thing is not to forget your leadership, but also not to lock yourself into not just what a secular society says you should be as a man, but your own church community as well. You should you shouldn't be you should should not be afraid to push back faithfully, spiritually, and and gently, but. You don't have to. You, you have sometimes you might have to liberate yourself from the expectations of your background and your fathers and your grandfathers. Absolutely. Okay. Times have changed. Understand that, and we're living longer. 
we're having more seasons in life, more productive seasons. And I totally agree with that. However, we could do a whole other podcast yes. on that. But we got, let's that's go ahead. And, okay, uh, but, sure. but I think it plays into this whole strong thing, this, this especially when we talked about. Yeah, it does, but that, I mean, to yeah, me, yes. is also mm-hmm. the relationship, the family relationship, the family mm-hmm. leadership uh, relationship. Um, which so the competition totally, goes into the church. Yes. Oh, <laughs> right? No question about it. No I mean, question, no question about what it. you're saying. Mm-hmm. We can be, our, our outside mm-hmm. influences have, have infiltrated the church and can mm-hmm. have a tremendous effect on us mentally inside mm-hmm. the church. That's a very good point, Steve. That's a good point. You know, he had his uh, second faith builder of relying on God's presence. And you know, uh, to me, I know I've said it before, that one's kind of a hard one for me because it's a natural world. It's, it's what we see through our own eyes. You know, so when, when it's relying on God's presence and I can't see, touch, feel, hear, smell, you know, how do I know he's real? You know, that's something that I've always had just in the back of my mind. You know, I was raised in the knowledge of God and I've always believed, but it's still a hard one for me to wrap my head around. It's easy for me to believe. I believe in the difference it makes in me. Because I believe in God, it's changed me as a person. That's enough evidence for me. You, you see what I'm saying? Oh, That's absolutely. Why I, no question. I mean, you know. and like I said, I'm a simple guy. And so I don't, I'm not asking. As a matter of, honestly, I mean, and maybe this is bad to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. I'm fairly selfish. Honestly, I don't really care about somebody else's miracle as much as if it happened to me. I mean, it might convince me if it happened to someone else, but I'll take less, less of a miracle if it actually happened to me. Instead of raising someone from the dead, which is awesome. If you cheered me up and healed me, I'd be more convinced. The uh, author here talks about something that I found very interesting. Kyle, it's good that you brought that up, the, uh, the next faith builder. And he talks about God being in a parallel dimension to us. And that didn't make sense instead of... So I started thinking of TV waves, right. radio waves, microwaves. Can we touch those? No. Can we feel them? No. No. Can we taste them? No. Can we smell them? No. But can we see their results? Which is what you just said. See the image. Yes, we see the results of what they do. Right. I I love it when he talks about this. And and I'm old enough to remember... The, the, when you had rabbit ears on your TV. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And you, you'd have to, hard. you'd have to like move them toward the window. Mm-hmm. Well, right there, right there, right there. <laughs> Stand there, and then if somebody walked <laughs> by, oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, and it'd be the worst possible spot. Yeah, oh, yeah. you'd have to be on one. Don't foot. move. 
That's um, right. Your arm's out the window. You know, right. Stay right there, dude. It's only an hour show. But, but he, and he talks about, and, and I, I, I immediately I wrote in the margin what, what Paul wrote, that seeing through a glass darkly. I and mean, there's, right. a, there's a kind of a modern interpretation of that, trying to get through the snow and waves of right. old analog right. TV signal. Uh, but they, but that's kind of been my experience. I kind of, I'm kind of more where 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 Kyle is in um, in that it's it's sometimes hard to believe because you can't see, and of course you're 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 in the physical empirical moment right there. Uh, and I envy you. I envy you that you've been getting 1080p before anybody. <laughs> You're right. Before anybody. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just. Uh, no, I, I'm just saying. I mean, see, I never. It's never been that big eureka moment. So, I mean, maybe I yeah. missed out or whatever. But, but like, and I've shared this before. Like my grandpa, and it made so much sense to me. He went to church. Why did he go to church every Sunday? Because it straightens me out. It lasts about seven days. <laughs> and, you know, and it just makes sense. If you, And we are going forward in life. And you start to get off track. And you stray and you stray. You like the car that's not, you know, that's doze, the driver that's dozing off and going off the rails. You have to correct. And that's... That's the part of the discipline of faith. Continue to strive farther in your faith. Well, you know, I always identify with doubting Thomas myself, you know, from the apostles. Right. You know, um, that I would have been that guy, I think. You know, it's, it's, I'm not quite a scientist or whatever, but I've always been interested. You know, they always say the difference between science and religion and all this kind of stuff. You know, <coughs> excuse me. You know, again, it just goes back to that natural thing. That if I was right. there at the time of Jesus and the disciples, I, I would have been Thomas in the movie. You know, um, just because it is that hard. I'd have been you some know. dude in the crowd. <laughs> throw you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I would have, I, I but you know what? I, was, I would have been the guy that would was there. I would have stayed. You know what I'm saying? Somebody tried to chase me off. No, I'm not leaving. I, I, I want to see this. You know what I'm saying? I mean, were you in the crowd that was yelling "crucify"? Him? Uh, oh no! I'm, no I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a heckler. I'm not a heckler or anything. I'm one of those people, though. That I mean, and curious, uh, you know, about stuff like like that. I mean, it's it would have been amazing to me. You would have been the, the DJ fame. at the wedding at Cana. Oh, that's right. I'm telling you, the guy with the bongos. Hey, I'll tell you what. I, I would have rocked the house whether that water turned into wine or tasted water. Space wouldn't have mattered. Wouldn't have mattered. Matter. But, uh, but I really think, though, you know, the challenge is that, I mean, you, you, when you go back to biblical time, you know, the challenge was. You know who's the real prophet as opposed to with all the false prophets. You know was and, and then getting it. Whereas now it's not so much getting it; it's it's how to be disciplined to let the right stuff in. <laughs> well, yeah, and especially now, you know, back then it was all word of mouth and scrolls, right? Yeah. Whereas now, now it's, it's all Facebook and television. You know. Well, and, yeah. You know, so you get bombarded. Well, you know, you said it earlier, you know, back 
us growing up, it was, to me, it was easier. You know, yeah, for yeah. us, I can imagine being a young kid now growing up knowing, not knowing Facebook or internet or an iPhone. Right. You know, and having every thought of every person of every religion or denomination or not thrown at you. You know, and as long as they can put up some halfway decent propaganda, well, then they can sway people's minds. You know, uh, that's how so many people get turned on to ISIS. They put up good propaganda, you know, and that's what Satan does. And so, like you said, Bill, it's filtering that stuff out uh, that is our, our greatest. Uh, well, okay, here's the, th here's the thing. There's never been an end game. There's never an end game for why should I have faith? For people, you know what I'm saying? For people to want it. Simple for me. I think a person is two people. The exterior, the interior. Okay? Some people don't develop the interior. They're like a barrel that's empty. No big deal. I prefer, and I think it enriches my life, by having faith, by filling the barrel, by having an external and internal it has made my life better and I don't think we've gotten it out there to people that don't have you know you're asking some person to put in the discipline they go why you got to show them or tell them or or just merely be better because of it and they'll pick up on it but you know what? You see where I'm going with that? Well, they, they've got to want to too, because most of the response I get, like you said, well, I see, I watch all these television preachers, and they just want money. But if they're really looking for the truth, right? If they're really looking and their heart is really searching, and you provide it for them, they will sense it from you, like you said. But if they're not looking, the time isn't right. They're not going to hear what you want to present to them unless the Holy Spirit opens their hearts. I love having a variety of pastors on TV. There's some I really like. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and and it's like, to me, it's like tutoring. It's like going to religious school. And, and I'm not going to, and I'm going to tell you, I support some of them. I write some checks. Yeah, we do too. You know, yeah. and, and because yeah. I appreciate what they do. And what they do speaks to me you know what i'm saying it has it fills the inside of my barrel <laughs> yeah you know for lack of a better term yeah. you know and i i don't think i mean people look at wow you go to church every sunday and you go on wednesdays you do this podcast you know wow that that faith seems a lot of work well i yeah, I love. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, it makes my life. What else you gonna yeah. do with your time, right? You know what I'm saying? And, well, yes. it's not that. Well, it makes well, my life better. You, that's you my But basically, that, that you hit something that what what and 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 that runs across the board. Is more to this than just. Oh, you know, I, I believe in God. Yeah, I I, right. I don't, and, and it speaks to it speaks to another speaks to the problems of the age. It's it's it. Faith isn't fast food. It isn't. It isn't. It, right. isn't a, it isn't a cup of coffee at Starbucks. It is. It is. I mean, when, when it, it's 
it's almost the same reaction of 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 where where you see like an an athlete, an Olympic athlete, and uh, the Olympic athlete says. Uh, yeah, well, I gotta, I, I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta do my, you know, my, my hour workout this morning and an hour workout this afternoon. That's thing. You got like that by, boy, you put a lot of time into working out. Right. right. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm a professional athlete. Right. right. Um, it's what it, I do. Um, it's exactly. It's, right. Yeah, you said the end product where they win the race or the dive or whatever it is. Say, boy, I'd like to be like them. You have no idea what's behind it, like you say, Steve. Right. Well, and all that practice is a discipline, yes. which moves us into that third faith builder That's right. of uh, the spiritual disciplines. You know, to be good at anything, you know, we got to practice, 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 you know, to build up uh, our knowledge or whatever, you know. Um, Something that you had said a second ago, one of the reasons you like watching all those different ones is because it's like going to school. I feel that right. about coming to this class or podcast or whatever this is. Right. You know, group of dudes, you know, yes. because I get such a varied opinion and thought process out of each one of the guys that shows up here each week that it's the same thing for me. I learn so much. Um, it's one of the reasons I come, and to me, that's not work. It's the uh, it's enhancing the experience of being man. Yes, I mean, and literally, and that is that is the crux of this, and what I like about this study, Bill Perkins, the author, takes on the role. These are man. Issues. Yes. These are man battles. These are man things, and I, what enhances it, the the sense of urgency is the fact that we are the leaders, so we we are getting looked at, and so it should be habits that we are doing and displaying because those are getting watched by the future leaders. Right. Well, you know when. I was thinking about discipline. You know, I started thinking about two people in history. Um, of course, Thomas Edison, inventor of the light bulb. How many times did he try? He tried a thousand times. So he was asked one time uh, by a reporter, how do you feel about failing a thousand times? And Edison replied, I didn't fail a thousand times. The light bulb took uh, was an invention of a thousand steps. So it would have been a thousand and one if he failed a thousand times, I guess. But, um, you know, the, the point is he just didn't give up. He'd look at whatever didn't work there and he'd think about something new that may work. Mm-hmm. And he ended up pulling it off. Right. And the second person I thought of was Michael Jordan. You know, so Michael Jordan said, uh, made a comment once um, I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. On 26 occasions, I was entrusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. And I have failed over and over and over again in my life, and that's why I succeed. Because he's just not going to let him stop. He's just going to keep pushing through, you know. And we have to do that to build that strong faith. Um, because not all of us are born with it, like Bill. And uh, I've got to work at it, I know, for, my, for myself. 
you know, and he, he brought four dis- disciplines uh, out. Was The first one was reading the Bible. Um, I know I don't do that near enough. Um, this class makes me more and more. Um, and as I research and they throw up verses in the books or whatever, I'll break out the Bible and read those and stuff like that. Um, he says uh, discipline in praying. And, of course, the Bible says pray without ceasing about everything. Um, I, I do pretty well in that respect myself. Um, sitting in the car, you know, Lord, not let me not, you know, yell at the guy that just cut me off or whatever. I, I am all or the time. Or use my sign language. <laughs> and, you know, the, the God listens sticker on the back of my car helps me to remember that all the time. <laughs> right. you, you can't say that on the back and then say something else with your hands. That's right. Um, I loaned my car out to yeah. somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't me, officer. Exactly. That did that. Uh, so his third one was express love to your family and then maintaining sexual purity. Um, are all disciplines that we need to work on, you know. Um, Not me. I'm an attorney. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, what's the definition <laughs> of work, Don, right. huh? That's, right. That's a few billable hours, <laughs> that question right there. <laughs> yeah. You know, so if, if we're not in the habit of any of those areas and you're yeah. lacking, um, you know, it's a self-evaluation to tell yourself. Um, you know, start small, set obtainable goals. You know, don't say, I'm going to read the Bible in three months if you've never read the first chapter. I think a person that I would encourage, if you're out there listening to this and you're a man and you're just wondering a little bit about faith, let me just put it to you this way. I have absolutely enjoyed my journey, my faith journey. And my faith journey is totally different than my physical journey in life. The fact that I was in the Navy and went to college and played sports and then married and stuff. That is totally separate from my faith journey. And I have totally enjoyed it. And I like the opportunity as I get older to continue on this faith path. Are you telling us that your spiritual being is different from your physical being, Bill? Absolutely. Better looking. <laughs> with hair. With hair. There you go. Thinner. There with you hair. Go. Exactly. Younger. That's our spiritual body. Yeah. That's right, man. Yeah. Not as funny. Not as funny. Okay. But, yeah. So, um, but, and, and encourage people to want to do it. Whereas, like, what you were saying, Judge, people don't want to get disciplined. They just no. You just don't. I mean, and that's why it is discipline. You know, it's it's the whole. We could take this back to what you were saying earlier at the beginning. Um, the battle is against passivity. The passivity. Uh, I agree. It's. it's it's you know Newtonian. You, uh, your, your body at rest tends to stay at rest. Now he writes, uh, he, he cites a, a stat, a factoid that you do something 21 days in a row, it becomes a habit. That is, um, a, and, and I, 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 I can't testify actually, but you know, if it's 21, 20 days a month, nonetheless, you get in 
having done other things, and to include, well, this, this includes faith as well, but uh, running, um, biking, um, <laughs> other things, um, you, you, you begin to, you begin to enjoy it. I mean, even if it's a, even if you have to get up early to do it, it suddenly becomes, you suddenly become not only just accountable to other people, but you become accountable to yourself in a way. Uh, and um, he gives a very nice shout out to Richard Foster, uh, Celebration of Discipline. And uh, that's a, it's, 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 Celebration of Discipline is essentially, I think it's, there's maybe 12 or 13 specific disciplines in it that run the course from individual to corporate to service, I mean, to, to, to things you can do inwardly and outwardly. Um, but just, you know, just like a, a sports regimen, when, when I was running, you didn't have to necessarily do a distance run every day. You could do a you could do a hill. You could you, you could put variety into your discipline. Right. You can even right. cross train. You could ride a bike or swim. Same thing with with this. I mean, there's obviously he lists four, but as a, you know, you can pray. You can meditate. You can perform service. You can fast. You can worship. And and those are all those are all disciplines. You're not locked into doing one thing. And of course. Just like in other things, you're probably going to be better at some disciplines than others. Right. But you have to be intentional about it. Yes. Why do you want to do this? I mean, why? It's really simple to me. I just wanted my life to be awesome. I didn't know how many I'd get. You know, I'm just a fat kid on a farm, you know? I, and I really, I wanted to be, and before I even knew what the word awesome was, I knew I wanted to have a good time. That was about it. You know, I didn't have much of a plan, but this, adding blocks to the faith, have made the journey absolutely enjoyable. And discipline, when you really want to get farther in your faith, you're willing, you're intentional. I want to get farther in my faith because it's been great, and it's going to be even better. I enjoy this. Okay, intentional. 21 days to establish a habit, okay? Well, it won't establish a habit if 21 days is a goal. I'm going to get it to 21 days and I'm going to stop. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to stop. Right. That's right. right. No. It's That's intentional. Right. Like, here's the thing. Like, I, I see Kyle or Deacon. He is the nicest guy in the world. Helps people all the time. Always in service. I tell him, you need to be a pastor. Because not all pastors are up on stage. They need pastors that are out circulating among the people. There's a lot of people that don't really like to go in and get preached to. But there's a lot of people that will come and talk to a guy like that. That's right. And that's, that's the of how variety of faith and different ways to get it, like what Steve and the author and Kyle have been talking about, works. But you've got to be intentional about what you're what you're doing it for, where it's going to get you. And I think more now than ever, people are asking that question. What am I going to get out of faith? Yes. What is this work going to do for me? And I think we have to be able to give them an answer. For me, it, it's very practical what the steps you're talking about, guys, you do them no matter how you feel. 
which is what you're saying. But for me, I, 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 uh, I went through a time of depression back in 2004, and I started getting up in the morning. I'd been watching Joyce Myers, Zig Ziglar. I love a lot of Zig. Them. You did. And I got up in the morning. He says, clap your hands and say it's a great day. Well, it took me 28 days, not 21. <laughs> On the 28th day, I woke up happy. Uh, the honest God truth. Really? Yes, yes. For 27 days, I got every morning, I got up, and I did not feel like doing it. Got up in the morning, just like you said, exercising. Guys, when you do it so many times, right, Steve? There is a point at which it becomes enjoyable to you or your mind changes, your whole attitude changes. And on the 28th day, I got up and clapped my hands together and I was happy. For 27 days, I was not happy. I was depressed. But uh, yes. But that, you that, were intentional to continue yes. until that happened. I believed what they and, said. That's right. Correct. Oh, That's right. Correct. Okay. Did you do it for mm -hmm. 28? Did you stop at 29? Oh, no, I did every day after that for a year. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, absolutely. And, and here's, absolutely. And, okay, and Kyle says that I have great faith, and, and, and that's not really it. Every, all these, the people around me that were people of faith just seemed to have a better Attitude. outlook, yeah. disposition, yeah. and I always felt that that was so important because circumstances are going to come up and down and whatever. I don't want my outlook to depend on that. I can't do it. Yeah. And especially expect to live long. There's too much other stuff going on. So having a steady faith has helped me. A lot, and so I mean, in this, what the faith that I have and the faith journey I on, I, I mean, it's totally selfish. I'm doing it. I'm doing it for my own, uh, for my own reasons, for myself. You know, uh, of course, I exercise it in other ways, but it's totally for the selfish effect. Oh, you know, it's great. It's, it's great. Yeah, we gotta realize though. You know, he said it <clears throat> roundabout. Um, well, I guess in the friends mm -hmm. battle, he was saying that you know we got to surround ourselves with with people. <clears throat> Excuse me, we can't we can't do the fight alone. You know, well, you can, but you're going to wear out. Right. You know, most times we're not all defending a, a field of beans. You know, to take on everybody on our own, but. We, we are supposed to be a communal society. God designed us that way. You know, he wants us to be together. Well, it's like this group. You know, like you said, I mean, I get a ton uh, from you guys. You guys are just different from me, you know? Uh, I mean, heck, Mike would arrest me and prosecute me. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'd lose all my money to you. You know? so I, I mean, but this—I mean, this is community. This is what I like, though. I like the fact that it's this is different. This helps me. I've been to a couple a couple of Catholic churches, but Kyle went through Catholic school. Yeah. I mean, I get a totally different outlook. I mean, we we didn't have them around where I went. I, when I grew up, I guess, I don't know. I mean, I never had the opportunity. So, but I appreciate being able to 
I mean, that's part of what community does. You can, we can study the Word of God without actually reading it. And I, I believe that's what we're doing right now because we're taking principles from the Bible and we're talking about them and we're sharing how they fit in our lives or how we understand them. So we are really discussing the Bible without necessarily just reading scriptures. And I think that's very important. That's why we come out of right. here so good. We enjoy this time together, whether it's Sunday morning or, or Wednesday night, right. because we're discussing our principles that we believe in the Word of God. Right. You know, when we talk about the battles and, and the whole book in general, he said something along the lines the very beginning um, we basically don't have a, how did he say it we're born into the battle I'd have to go back but anyway we, we really don't have a choice in the battle or not you know when you're born you're going to be in oh I agree with that you know um, you, you're going to choose your side one side or the other and you're going to fight on that one or maybe you're just passive on the other side and life just moves on past you, you know. Um, we do have the choice to fight and to win the battles, you know. Um, we can't do that, you know, and we must. I think um, me, and I'm just going to throw this out. Uh, I know we're getting we're getting low on time, but I'm gonna. I, I'd really like to hear you guys' opinion. Things that I'm strong in, I'm really passive about. Because if I have to, if I have to step up my game, I know I'll have no problem. Okay? I mean, let's put this into sport, sports perspective. <clears throat> if, uh, if I was going to get challenged for money to play any sport, back when I, I played racquetball. I was a tournament racquetball player. Okay? <clears throat> if I was getting challenged for money at playing pool, I'd go practice. Mm-hmm. Because I am not that good of a pool player. You know sure. what I'm saying? Sure. And I think in faith and in life as a man, that's the way I do it. In college, any class that I was good at, like my writing classes, stuff like that, I did all that stuff online. Stuff that was tough for me, not to, like chemistry, math, the stuff that I like it, but it's just a little more difficult. I take them classes on, on campus. Real person. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's the way, as men, that we deal with these battles, okay? You know? Understand this. There's some things that you have strength in. Don't necessarily ignore them. But you have other battles that you're not strong in. Practice them. Those are the ones that you're going to need help in. You know? Or... Let me, let me okay, or, or let's change it or up. Or is that where you rely on your friends? Is that where is that where the the team idea comes in? Um, oh, good point. You're you're, you know, everybody has a turn to everybody has a turn to step up, um, uh, and uh, you want uh, uh, to um, uh, to keep. Uh, to keep the to keep the sports uh, analogy going a little different, but a little differently, you know, you got you got different 
you got different players. You got to, you got your, in baseball, you have your leadoff hitter. He's the guy you, who gets singles, who gets walks, who has speed on the base pass. You want him on base so you can get your three and four hitter up there who's just pure power. Um, and so you don't, and that's why, that's why you never, you'll never see, uh, um, uh, what's it, Aaron Judge would probably never bunt. Right. But, you know, who, who leads off the Astros these days? Um, Springer. Springer. Springer does everything. Does but, really, yeah. Altuve yeah. will bunt. But yeah. um, we, we're getting too granular. But nonetheless, there's, there's my, 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 you know, or, I, and, and yes, I see what you're saying, certainly on a, on a personal level, but there's always your, that's, that's where you get back to your fight for your friends. You're not out there all by yourself. Okay. That's a good point. Dude, that's, a good, that's a real good point. You know. But okay. you're, you'll have a chance. But you will be called on to step up. And when it's racquetball time, I'm calling you. Oh, yeah. Hey, oh, hey, 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 I'm sorry. I, that, that, was about two, that was about two knee surgeries ago. Um, anyway, uh, we're getting down to the end. And this is uh, podcast number 53. And we are in Six Battles That Every Man Must Win. It is a book by Mr. Bill Perkins. Uh, this is Man Up. We are a, a spiritual oasis for men. Uh, we come to you from uh, Sugarland Baptist Church, Sugarland, Texas. Um, I just want to get some final thoughts uh, on this week's lesson uh, from our panel, and go ahead, and I'll start with uh, Mr. Steve Titch. Oh, you're right. Penalize me for disagreeing with you. <laughs> right, right, right. Do I take some wine? All right, all right. That, that's enough from Steve. Thank you. Oh my God. <laughs> Um, really, uh, I guess overall, a, a terrific study, and, and uh, thanks, Kyle, for for doing all the the, the really the, the preparation work for for these eleven weeks. Uh, but it's a super book. It re- I, I really took away that uh, uh, there's um, a real need in, in in for for men to really get their spiritual needs met and not overlook them in. In the race to be everything for everybody, uh, and and there's enormous pressure for that. So, uh, the that the the battle for your own spirituality is a and your and this and and developing that is 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 a big one, and it shouldn't be neglected. Yeah, judge. I'll tell you what. Uh, my last few comments here have to do with the the last faith builder that uh, Kyle presented to us, and that's spiritual disciplines, which we have been talking about at the last. Uh, And once again, I mean, you guys understand this, but you have to be practical with me. You have to spell it for me. And that's simply the the four things that the author lists in the book here, four disciplines are necessary for growth, spiritual growth. Number one, read the Bible. And I say read the Bible even when you don't feel like it. Okay? Are you going to fail sometimes and not read it and go to bed one night? Yes, maybe. But your heart is still to read the Bible when you, when you have the opportunity. Number two, pray. By all means, pray, folks, even when you don't feel like it. Pray. Number three, express love to your family. Uh, even, even when, when you, you don't, don't feel like it. it. Yes. <laughs> your wife, your children, tell them you love them. And I, I was notorious for not doing that years and years ago. I mean... And, and 
you have to learn the Bible as you grow in the Lord. You learn to say that. You learn to do those things. And Bill, you've expressed to us that you grew up, you felt like you were part of the men that accepted you when you were young. So there right. was no other direction to go. But anyway, right. for those of us, I didn't hear it from my dad. You expressed love to your family, even if you didn't hear it growing up from your parents. Do it to your children, to your wife, your spouse. And then maintain sexual purity. Um, and, and the author goes into very strong detail. He says, avoid images that will draw your mind away from your wife. Uh, uh, avoid erotic images. If you see him, turn from him. He's very specific. And that, to me, hits me right between the eyes. Don't dwell on exotic images. You're going to run into women at the store. You're going to run into women everywhere that are dressed to draw your attention to their body. Okay, folks, don't dwell on it. Turn and look away. As soon as you can, if you have to take your two hands and turn your head. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, those four things right. are really practical. Right, they, right. they came home to me, Bill. Kyle. You know, the whole book in, in general, you know, as I've said through this whole thing, just really resonates with me. Um, you know, that's why I've read it over and over again. And, um, He's got some other books out there that uh, you know we may look at. Right. Um, <clears throat> actually, you know, you're talking to to speak to how well this book kind of went over in our church. Um, Bill's reached out to Bill Perkins um, and maybe starting an event for guys. Um, a man, a man up first event. Man day. You know, um, we've gotten authorization to start writing a class that we're going to roll out to the church that stemmed from our battle for our family. Um, so it's going to be focused around battling for your wives and, you know, kids and stuff like that. Um, it's it's really interesting, you know. That's so I, awesome. I look look forward to, to seeing where we go from here, uh, just with this information in itself, you know. And just to run down those six battles again for everybody, it's uh, battling for your identity, uh, your personal holiness, battle for our family, enduring through that pain, um, fighting for your friends, and then lastly, as we discussed tonight, uh, battle for a strong faith. And you know, it'll be a, a battle for us all, and an ongoing thing. Um, I'm going to finish this out on the little prayer that I wrote for us on Sunday, um, and then you can wrap us up, Bill. Uh, but if you would please pray with me, uh, Father in heaven, bless these mighty men. Make us the mighty warriors for Christ that you designed us to be. Give us the strength to do what we must to defend our souls, our personal holiness families, friends, and all that we meet. Give us a strong faith to rely on you in our hour of need. Lead us through the tough times and show us the paths to take. No matter what today holds, tomorrow your grace is renewed. Give us strength to fight, uh, fight against sin and Satan. Bless our church and every church out there and the gatherings of your family here. Guide us into tomorrow and bless every day of our lives. Amen. 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 This is the Man Up Podcast, podcast number 53. We are kicking off our second year. If you have a question that you would like to ask any of the panelists, 
you can go to our man-up, man-up uh, Facebook page. Post a question, we'll go ahead and we'll address that on the next podcast. You can also find us on iTunes or SoundCloud. We invite each and every one of you to join a Bible-based church Join a small group, uh, adult Bible fellowship or Sunday school class, and try to find one for men only. And if there isn't one, start one. This has been Man Up. You've been listening to Man Up. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.